Good morning, everyone. Good to see you. It's good to be here. I don't know about you, but I, I really feel God's presence is here this morning. And, and, uh, and that's always quite exciting because when God's presence is around, you're never quite sure what's going to happen. And I think I know what's going to happen, but I'm not sure. Okay? <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what happens. <clears throat> so this morning, um, the talk is you don't know who you are. That's what the talk is about. And, um, you know, when, 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 I, um, when I was asked to speak, I thought um, I'd probably be speaking about prayer or maybe healing on the streets or something like that. And, and, I, and I prayed for guidance. And, and to be frank, I wasn't actually expecting to get anything from that because I thought I knew what I was going to be speaking about. But then I felt God say to me, you don't know who you are. And I thought, mm-hmm, okay. And I thought about that and, and I thought, no, I don't know who I am. I understand who I am, which is slightly different, because you can understand things, but the difference between understanding them and knowing them in your heart is actually different. And that's what I want to look at, and looking at identity, our identity. So, so we're going to look at three things, really. It was firstly, to do with identity, firstly, it's going to make a difference, and do we need to change Yes, I think we all know that there's more and we need to change. But do we want to change is another question. And then we're going to look at why it's important to know who we are. Why it's important. And then, then we're going to look at how can we walk in this and be transformed. So there's sort of three things. And... and you know, how can we walk in it? We need to know how to deal with things. It's all very well saying, you need to do that, you need to do that. It's good if you do that, it's good if you do it. But we need to know how we do these things. That's what we're going to come on to. So, when we talk about ident- identity, um, clearly God was sort of saying to me, um, our identity in Christ. It wasn't, my identity of Eric on this earth and, and the various things that I can say about myself. But it's about our identity in Christ. And if you're a Christian, you need to know. You need to know who you are. And I, when I say you need to know who you are, I mean you need to know who you are. And so the question I had was that, okay, if I need to know who I am, is this what I'm meant to be talking about on this, on this Sunday? And, and it was pretty clear that's what I'm meant to be doing. Now, what I'm going to be saying this morning, some people will say, no, I know that. that that's okay, I know that. But there will be others who say, no, I'm not sure I really know that. So if you already know some of these things, then forgive me, <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll go through it anyway. 
So, so I had to ask myself, am I prepared to change? Do I actually want to change? And um, that's the question that I want you to be asking yourself as we go through these things. So, why is it important to know who we are? I'll tell you why it's important. Because it affects everything. Everything. If you know who you are in, the, in normal life, if you know who you are, that affects the way you live, it affects the way you think, it affects what you do, it affects what you don't do. The same in Christ. If you know who you are, it affects you. It affects how you think, it affects how you see things, it affects what you do, it affects what you don't do. And, and knowing who we are, we need to know where we belong. Every one of us needs to belong. That's part of our DNA. We need to belong. And, and as a Christian, you need to know what family you belong to. You need to know where you belong. You need to know what's in your DNA. And um, there's two things here, really. One, one is being a Christian, being a born-again Christian. That's what I'm basically addressing today, a born-again Christian, and, and, and taking it from that perspective. And I've, I've got a verse here, which is John 3.3. 3. I don't think this is on the overhead. Um, Jesus said to Nicodemus, he said... Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Okay, so what it means, if you're not born again, you can't see these things. If you are born again, you have the right to see these things. If you are born again, and, and when I say that, anybody who's not born again, just hear me when I say, this is open to you. If you think you're not good enough, nobody's good enough. We heard the reading earlier you know, about opening the scrolls. Nobody's good enough. It's only Jesus that's good enough. I'm not good enough. And I have to say, you're not good enough. None of us are good enough. But that's not an issue. The issue is, are you prepared to allow God's spirit in you, which would change you, which will mean you're born again, not physically, but spiritually. So when you're born spiritually, a dramatic change takes place. And I'm going to look at just some of the things. So the first is, you are forgiven. Okay, you say, yeah, I, I know I'm forgiven. No, you're forgiven. You're really forgiven. You're forgiven for your past wrongs, any current sins, if we use that word, and any future sins. 
You're forgiven for future sins. You go, well, you know, I haven't done that yet. How can I be forgiven? No, you've, you're forgiven. And, and there, there is a reason. I mean, in, in Acts 2, 2.38, it says, Repent and be baptised, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. But then it goes on to say, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. By the way, I may blow my nose a few times. It's not that I've got a cold. It's just I have a funny nose. All right? <laughs> so just ignore me. Okay, so, so Christ forgives you. Um, and uh, Colossians 1.13 also says, He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son. Now, we've been delivered from the domain of darkness and we talked about coming into the light and, and that's really what we're talking about, coming into the light. But let's take that forgiveness. If you're forgiven and you're born again, you have a new spiritual personality in 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 you in your spirit you have a new dna the holy spirit coming to you and causing your spirit to be born again means you have a new dna so before you were born again you're a sinner i was a sinner when you're born again actually you're not a sinner anymore your DNA is you're not a sinner. Does that mean you never do things wrong, never sin? Of course not. You know, it's not by accident we're called children of God. We're children. We're growing up. We've got a lot to learn. You know what kids are like. I think they know it all and they don't. <laughs> we're a bit like that. We think we know it all, but we don't. So our DNA is of a saint who sometimes sins. Now just remember that, because in that situation, I mean, God doesn't want us to sin, but it's not a problem for him. He, he could deal with it. He's dealt with it, actually. Jesus died, and he dealt with it. So it's not a shock to him that, you know, suddenly, you know, you're, you're sinning on something. He's dealt with it. He's forgiven you. And, what, and why, why does he even bother to forgive you? Why does he need to forgive you? I'll tell you why he needs to forgive you. Because if he didn't forgive you, then it would give Satan an opening. He would, he would be able to whisper in your ear, oh, if people knew what you were doing, what would those people in church think about you? And the response is, yeah, okay, it's a sin, but God's forgiven me. God forgives me. And it's none of your business. I'm, I'm nothing to do with you anymore. Satan's got nothing on you. Once you're born again, he's got nothing on you. He'll try. He'll whisper in your ear. He'll try and get you to do things. He's got nothing on you. you, know, all, you all you need to do really is acknowledge what you're doing isn't right and actually just deal with it if you can. If you can't deal with it, ask somebody to help you to deal with it. But, but you're not a sinner. You're a saint who sometimes sins. That's your DNA. 
Okay. Um, secondly, you have the Holy Spirit living in you. Do you not do you not know that you are God's temple and God's Spirit dwells in you? Now the thing is you you you, you may not feel sometimes that you have God's Spirit in you. But the truth is you do. And the second thing is that it's a, well, it's a bit like um, a perfume or an aftershave. You know, you put the perfume on, you put the aftershave on. After a bit, you're not even aware of it. Does that mean you're not wearing that perfume? You're not, you haven't put the aftershave on? No. It's still clear to people around, but you just might not be aware. Three, you're God's child, John 1.12. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to, to become children of God. That's for you. You're a child of God. You may not always feel like a child of God. You know, when, you, when something happens and you get cross or whatever, you may feel far away from God. But you're a child of God. It doesn't make any difference. In the natural, your children may get cross. They may, may say, you're being totally unfair. They might run off to their room. They might do anything. Does that mean they're not your child anymore? No. You are a child of God. God loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Eternal life as well. So, you know, if I say, no, God loves you, you might go, well, I know what you say. Do you know, do you know that God loves you? Do I know that God loves me? Do we know that, you know, right deep down? And there's a reason I'm, I'm questioning all these things, which I'll, I'll come to. And the fifth thing, he has seated you with Christ in heaven. Do you feel that every day? Do you feel that, that you're with Christ in heaven? I'm here on earth. There's, there's lots going on. There's lots of things going around. Do I feel that I'm in, in heaven with Christ? But the truth is, whether you feel it or whether you don't, that's the truth. And the question again is, do you know it? Do you know that you're with Christ in the heavenly realms? Do you know this? Or is it just something, yeah, well, I, I understand that. So, I'm trying to follow my PowerPoint and my notes, so <laughs> forgive me. Um, okay, so I've got the five, 
five things down there. So, you know, this is not the only things. This is just a sample. There's lots in the Bible about what it means to be a son or daughter of God. There's loads of stuff. But this is just a few because I want to, you to think about these particular things so that you, you either know them or you understand them, and, but you don't know them yet in, in your heart. And Because um, what I'm going to go on to is how you can get to know. So you're forgiven. You're forgiven. You have the Holy Spirit in you. You're God's child. God loves you. And he seated you with Christ in heaven. Now, if you just really knew those five things, forget the rest, just those five, that'd be tremendous. Now, when I'm talking to you, don't think for a minute that I've got it all sorted. Okay, I'm, I'm really no different from you. I need to know these things too. And so I'm on a bit of a journey at the moment. I'm sort of looking to say, okay, how can we do that? How can we, how can we get to know these things? Because it's all very well saying these things, but I need to know it. You need to know it. So the question is, how can we walk in this and be transformed? What do you think? How do you think you can walk in it and be transformed? How are you going to do this? What do you think? you think we should worship more? you think we should pray more? you think we just love one another more? How are we going to do this? Do you know what Paul says? He says, in Romans 12, 2, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renewing of your mind. But surely this is a spiritual, isn't this a spiritual? Yeah. But you need renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing and perfect will. But we need to know how. And actually, you know, we talk about doing things. And you know, it's like, that's a really good thing to do. Oh yeah, we're doing that. That's great to do that. We're doing that. That's great to do that. But you know what? It's more important to believe the truth than it is to do those things. And I'm not saying don't do them. <laughs> I'm just saying it's more important to believe the truth. And the, the reason is, if you believe that truth, then these things just flow out of it. It's not hard work. It just flows from it. It's not a question, oh, I'm just have to, I'm going to have to work at this. I'm going to have to do it. No, it, it, it just flows from who you are. It flows from the spirit in you. It just flows. So it doesn't become hard work. You don't burn yourself out. Because when it flows in that way, you can, you can say, no, I don't feel that's right for me to do that. And that's okay.
But let's talk about the brain. Now, you didn't know you were going to talk about the brain this morning, did you? Didn't know you'd be thinking about that. But the brain is incredible. Our brains are fantastic. But they, they do one thing, which is to protect us, but they do this one thing, which is they filter things. So you only see what you expect to see. You only hear what you expect to hear. If anybody here lives by a noisy road or, or you know, there's trains running by, close by, and when, when you first go there, you, you're like, oh, there's that train again. Do you know there's another train? Do you know they go every seven minutes? Do you realise how often those trains go by? You live there for a bit, and somebody walks in and says, oh, I didn't realise you were living near trains. So, oh, oh, the train went past, did it? You don't hear it. You just don't hear it. Does it mean the train hasn't gone past? Of course it doesn't. You don't hear it. That's what the brain does. The brain filters these things out. So we need to recognise that the brain filters these things. And that's why Paul says it's a battle of the mind. It's the mind that needs to be aware. It's the mind that needs to be changed. When, just imagine my wife and I. Right? There's my wife and I go, do you know, I'm going to buy my wife some flowers. Now, if my wife is absolutely secure in the fact that I love her, you know, I'd do anything for her, I'd never um, stray from her, you know, she knows that. She's absolutely firm about that, clear in her mind. If I take her flowers, she'll recognise the flowers as a token of my love. Oh, thank you. You know I love flowers. She'll take it in that way. She'll be blessed by it because of the way she thinks. But let's say she's thinking, I don't know, he seems to spend a lot of time out of the house these days. I wonder if he's... You don't think he's seeing somebody else, do you? Is he really? Oh, I don't know. And then I bring flowers home. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He's obviously feeling guilty. Okay. Exactly the same thing. I've done exactly the same thing. But it's been received in two completely different ways. That's why you need to know what the truth is. That's why my wife needs to know I love her. The other thing which is difficult, of course, with the brain is we are bombarded with information all the time. You know, there's TV or, or radio, whatever, walking out all the time. Buy this, buy that. Why don't you buy this? You'll feel so much better if you do this. Why don't you spend some money on that? Oh, this, you'll look great in this. You'll really be somebody if you do. All these things, all the time bombarding us. Well, this bombardment, on the whole, is not from God. This bombardment is what Paul says is of the world. But we're bombarded with it all the time. And it makes it really difficult. So our brains get tuned into that. 
you know, we start to think, oh, yeah, that would be good to have that. Yeah, oh, I can't wait to get hold of one of those. You know, it affects the way we think. So, we need to recognise that our minds need renewing. So, in simple terms, if we have difficulty in believing what the Bible says about us, then it's really an indicator that our minds need to be renewed. It doesn't matter really whether out of the five things, three are okay, but two are not, because all five are true. So we all need to have our minds renewed. And a, a little test. So it says, do you know you are God's son or daughter? Do you know that? If, if, you've, if you've actually come, say confessed, asked God into your life, asked the Holy Spirit to be with you, then you're God's son or daughter. That's, that's truth. You may not feel it, but it's truth. Do you know that God really loves you? Because he really does. I mean, I'm amazed. I'm amazed by God's patience. I'm amazed by his faithfulness. I'm amazed by his grace and the way that he doesn't treat us in the way that we deserve. He's so good to us. We may not always recognise that, but he's so good to us. Do you know you're seated with Christ in the heavenly realms? Do you know this? Do you know that Satan's got nothing on you? Or do you listen to that little voice and then go, oh yeah, yeah, I know I'm hopeless. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm useless. No, I'm, I'm terrible. Call myself a Christian. Awful. Do you think that comes from God? No. No, he's an encourager. He wants you to walk in what you truly are. This is a tough one. Do you know whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven? That's what it says. That's what it says about us. You know, it's a challenge, isn't it? I'm not following my notes, am I? (laughs) Right. So... How can we walk in the identity, be transformed? The first thing, we need to recognise that our minds need renewing. Second thing, we need to be in communion with Father, Son and Holy Spirit and see into the unseen world of the Spirit into the heavenly realms. I'm going to read that again and then we're going to look into that bit further. We need to be in communion with the Father, Son and Holy Spirit and see 
into the unseen world of the spirit, into the heavenly realms. That's our challenge. Because the heavenly realms are there, God is speaking to us, but we don't always hear it. Our brains filter these things out. It's what we're used to. We don't, you know, before we're born again, we never expect to hear God. When we're born again, suddenly, do we hear everything God's speaking to us about? We won't unless we try to train our brain that God actually does speak to us and all of us can hear. But we're going to look at the we're going to look at the the, the how. And and I've I've got three three starters. Even before the starters, you need to decide yourself whether you're up for change, whether you really are prepared to change. Because it's it's okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm up for change, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, then when things get a bit awkward, a bit, a bit difficult, you go, no, no, I think I'll start as I am. Because in a way, renewing your mind is a bit like that. You have to decide whether you're going to go down that road or not. And I talked earlier about a journey and, and being on a journey. I've sort of taken the decision that I'm going to look to walk down that road. I'm going to be aware of these truths. So when, when, I, when, I, when I'm just out and about, or I'm talking with people or whatever, I try to remember that God's Spirit is in me. Remember the perfume? I may not feel it makes any difference, but actually... God's spirit oozes out of anybody. You don't even realise it. You, you know, you might be talking to someone, you're not even realising that they're receiving things that, from you that you're not, you're just not even aware of. That's God's spirit in you. It's nothing to do with what you've done. This is all grace. This is all by grace, this is. This is all God treating us, as I said earlier, in a way we don't deserve. All by grace. So we need to make the decision. And I'm just thinking, can I put you under a bit of pressure here? <laughs> Perhaps we can just have a, just a moment of silence and just decide for yourself whether you're going to Go along that journey. Maybe join me in this journey of saying, yes, yes, I'm prepared to change. I'm prepared to get outside my comfort zone. I'm prepared to hear what you're saying. Hear what you're saying, Father. And then, you know, I pray you give me courage to use what you're saying in a way which is honouring which is good. So, and if you, if you say, 
actually, no, I'm, I'm happy where I am. I, you know, I want to be realistic. Don't forget, in Christ Jesus, there's no condemnation. He does not condemn you. I don't condemn you. You know, it, this is this is free will. It's a bit. It's a bit like love. Love has to be free. It has to be free will. You can't force somebody to love you. It, it just has to be free. So, and this this is this is free as well. So let's just think about that. Just whether it's yes or no, whether you're prepared to change or not. Okay. Now, just in your minds, I just want to ask you, just tell God what decision you've made. Just tell him. And if, if, you've, if you've said yes then I'm going to put you outside your comfort zone for a moment. I'm going to ask those who said yes to stand up. Just stand up. And if you don't stand up, that's fine. This is, I say there's no condemnation. Okay. Now, I want you to look around of the people who said yes. I'll tell you why. Because whenever you take a stand, whenever you, you, you walk in a new way, it's not going to be easy. And you'll need to know who else is on this journey. You need to know. So look around. Maybe there's somebody you're thinking, I could talk to them about it. I could say, them. maybe even two people getting together and say, look, would you pray for me? I'll pray for you. Now, whatever. Just look around somebody you know is on this journey with you. Okay, then please sit. So, for those who have made that decision, I really pray that God would bless you in this. And perhaps I can pray for you at the end. But um, now you've made the decision, you know, I'm looking at these, these starters, but, but what I would encourage you to do is to apply faith to, actually, to your everyday life, really. Apply faith to this. Because you need to do that. So, you know, if you're out and about and you're talking with somebody and you're thinking about who you are, then you have to apply faith in, in just everything you do normally. Um, 
It's in recognising who you are, just holding on to that and saying, okay, I'm taking that on board. What does this mean in this situation? Is God speaking to me? Is he speaking to me? Can I hear anything? Is, it, is this my own thoughts? Or is this God speaking to me? And, I, and I'll tell you, it's, it's not always easy to know. Because God doesn't have a sort of different voice when he's speaking to you and saying, this is God speaking. There's none of that. It's that still, small voice. And so, you know, you, you need to test what, what's going on. So does it make sense? And will you get it right all the time? No, of course you won't. It doesn't work like that. But if you test it, if you listen, and then have courage to speak out. So let's have a look at these things. So the, these, these are the starters. So remind yourself that you carry the fragrance of the Holy Spirit with you at all times. And if you go away with nothing else from today, then, then these three things, just to keep in mind. The second thing, remind yourself that you are seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. I've, I've, I've tried to do this. I've tried to do this. I've tried to sort of think, yeah, okay, God, your spirit is in me. You know, I don't know what's going on, but may, maybe, maybe you're affecting somebody around me without me even knowing what's going on. And then, then I speak to God and say, you know, Jesus, you know, is there something going on here? Do, what do I need to know? Yeah, because I try to Imagine, there's nothing wrong with imagination, by the way. Imagine that, you know, I've got spirit here and just flowing from me. And then sort of thinking of, of Jesus in, in heaven and being able to talk to him directly. That, that's our promise. We, we can do that. There's not a big barrier. Once you're born again, there's, there's no barrier that's been dealt with. You know the story of the curtain being torn in two so you can get into the most holy place? There's no barrier. If you think there's a barrier, maybe it's because you think there's a barrier. But there's no barrier. And the third thing, expect to hear from heaven. Expect to hear from heaven. Now, this is a journey. Okay, this is a journey. And, and it will take time. But I would encourage you just to take a step at a time and just see where God leads you. See, the other thing you've got, with God's spirit in you, you've actually got like a sixth sense. So... You know, you may actually have a sense of something going on that doesn't come from your natural hearing. You know, so, so it might be you're with somebody and you get a sense of, 
I don't know. Really? There's something wrong with their shoulder? Really? You know, just a thought. Oh, it's probably me just thinking that. So, you know, you can go. Um, don't mind me asking, but is your shoulder okay? Funny you should say that. Now, maybe that. They might go, no. <laughs> and that's fine too. There's no problem with this. But if there is something wrong, then you think, okay, so God's given me that for a reason. Am, am I brave enough to pray for them? Am I brave enough to say, would you mind if I just pray for you? Is that something that's okay? So this takes courage. This could take you out of your comfort zone. This is the challenge. But we have to renew our minds. So, so the important thing really is, is not allowing the brain to stop what the spirit is trying to say to you. That's what we have to work at. It's interesting that in Philippians 4.8, Paul says, whatever is true, whatever is honourable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, what does he say? He says, think about these things. Think about them. So what you think about affects you. What you think about transforms the mind. If you're not expecting to see, you won't see it. If you're with somebody and you're not expecting to get any reaction, any effect that God is having on them, you won't see it. But if you're expecting it, or expecting the possibility of, then that changes us. It changes how we think. And we need to change how we think. 